Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing. The podcast. Bonjour, nous sommes Stuart Whiffin uh, and uh, uh, Le Chat, uh, Christopher uh, Glasson. Uh, hello. Oh, that was a that was a wonderful start, mate. I'm getting told my internet connection is unstable, so I apologise to everyone if I'm going in robot mode. Before you asked you, I haven't got any uh, other programs open. I, I bet I'm, you've got something else going I'm on. Closing them all. Right. That's exactly why I can look. I can see your eyes. I can see you're doing it now. I can see it in your eyes. I must have told you. I had this exact conversation mm. with Kirsty from the charity the other day. I yeah. went, oh, yeah, yeah, me, me internet's slow. I said, have you got any windows open? Yeah. And she went, yeah. I went, how many? She went, I don't know, 20? Yeah. I was like, 20? I've got like, that why? open. It I've slows got... everything down. Just turn them all off. I haven't. I am. Um, oh, do you know what? Open. Right, you're still doing it. So I'm that's not... what's meant. You just stopped. No, so no, how look, long did that take you? Yeah, no, and you're still looking at that computer screen because you still think there might be something else. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Let me just check though. <laughs> you alright? Uh, I just had a fucking. I just had a man pull me apart for an hour. Ooh, how was that? It's like when you when you go to someone who actually knows how to do proper deep tissue massages, they're such a strange experience, aren't they? Because they are painful. Uh, there's no way about it. Like, well, as soon as he started today, I went. He just literally the first place he touched was just pain. Not my ringer it was just so painful, and I just thought, fucking hell, I got an hour. I forgot. But it's kind of like it's weird. It's that release of pain that you get from it. But uh, he's been, he, fo- he spent a lot of time on my bum today, uh, which I <laughs> paid him extra for, to be fair. Uh, shout out to my uh, to Ben. He actually helped me with one of my top one of my selections for our top five today, actually. Hmm. So yeah. Well, look. Um, this podcast is sponsored by um the say what podcast big papa jane to sfa double t um surely by the time this episode comes out i'll i'll be very annoyed if uh they weren't putting some uh some more shit out um mm. 
because it's, uh, it's, it's took too long by now. I know Justin's been poorly, but no one's got any sympathy for him anymore. He's just got to no, put his finger out his arsehole and get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he don't, we'll send around Southern Martial Arts because they're in his neck of the woods now. Tell us about them. If you want to learn how to become a, a... Well, firstly, we've got to point out how sexy Simon is. He has he has made that a stipulation of the sponsorship. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, if you want to go and learn martial arts, and fuck that, if you want to fast-track into becoming an instructor... Instructor? <laughs> instructor. Right. Um, go and check out Southern Martial Arts. Uh, yeah. Not only... Uh, it does karate, but I believe they also do uh, kickboxing as well. Uh, just a whole manner of wonderful martial arts. So you can go check him out at Southern was Martial there a Arts. Kung we will Fu be taking on there him as in. well. There was. There was Tai Chi Kwan Kung Fu, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. So was that your attempt at a straight line punch? It was embarrassing. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really get Kung Fu. Yeah, don't you don't it. look like the person who would. To be fair, I mostly agree with you. <laughs> Like, I like to watch it, and I actually really enjoy uh, Wing Chun. Like, there's aspects of Wing Chun I think in a Street Fighter are really useful, um, super useful. And I always, when you see those videos of people doing it online, you have like a Wing Chun versus a Muay Thai. The Muay Thai absolutely gives them a, a, a absolute hiding. I've never seen uh, a Wing Chun in any of them versus. Yeah. type things against no. any martial art ever get no. anywhere near them. <clears throat> Do you know what? I think it is, <clears throat> in terms of a competitive martial art, I don't think that's what Wing Chun is. I think mm. Wing Chun is, when you know it, like my my old instructors, man, if you were throwing a punch at them, it wouldn't have been a sparring match. It would have been finished as soon mm. as you threw the punch. And, and I think that that's what Wing Chun's very good at. It's all straight line. It's all fr- like, you know, if you're really going to put someone down, it's all in the throat, and like, yeah, it, yeah, I love it. But uh, mm. in a regular, r- regular competitive environment, you just look. It looks. Do you know what? It just looks daft. Beyond I've never anything. seen it. I've never seen anyone use it in the street either. I've never seen any. I've never seen it. And like, I don't go. You, you, mm. you watch a street fight. You normally just get some great big haymaker yeah. coming in. But I know I'm. I'm a. I'm, I'm a fan of Muay Thai. But I just think. Someone smashes a fucking shin into your fucking calf, like oh. before you've done anything, yeah. or you get teeped across the road, like yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah, before yeah. anyone can even get into your range. Yeah, I just think it's too, it's too fucking. It is, good. it is, and like, honestly, like I, I, I think every time you put like Wing Chun up against these martial arts in any sort of way, I think you're onto a losing streak. I think Wing Chun is the best way to self defend against mm. people who don't know what generally what they're doing. Um, you've also apart got, from that, you know, that that kind of straight line thing. Mm. I just look at a boxer that's yeah. on his toes, yeah, that pivots and throws from angles, yeah, and I just think it's going to be more effective but if someone's very, coming forward. Yeah, there's so many very sim- there's a lot of similarities with that, definitely. Mm. But like the power I could I could generate from just my straight line is easily enough to to do what I need to do to someone like. Like, mm. Without foul, and so, and if someone throws a punch, it is literally a case of you counter it and punch it, punch them at the base it at the same time. Mm. But I think as soon as you get into an altercation where the other person knows what they're doing, if they do muay thai, I don't think the wing chunner a, a lot of times going to come out on top. Mm. I, I really don't. And as you say, like a good a good solid boxer, I think would I, again would overpower someone doing wing chun. I think wing chun is really just that quick response. 
to being yeah. assaulted. That's it. And I, yeah. I, other than that, I think all the other martial arts are thinking, but did you still love doing it? All the sticky hand stuff. It's fun. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great, but it like effectively it's great against someone also who's doing Wing Chun other than that. Yeah. I mean, and like you say, like if it had that world, real world application, if it had that competitive application, mm. you'd be seeing it all. Like, it would have been tried and tested in the octagon by now. And yet it yeah. never it never comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, right, well, look, this isn't about we're, we're, this isn't no. about martial arts today. Uh, and that's a shout out to uh, Southern Martial Arts there. There you so, go. So uh, you want to discuss the pros and cons? Renshi Simon Jones will let you know. Absolutely. Uh, but we're here today um, to record a, a top five suggested by one of our Patreons, Ben, who uh, I gather has bought his ticket for our live show um, that will be going off uh, mm-hmm. in early October at mm-hmm. the uh, Drone Valley Brewery. We'll be doing a live show uh, and beer tasting, all within your ticket price. It, and, ben uh, did that wonderful Star Wars uh, role of uh, hardcore listening the other day, and then he put together a t shirt today, didn't he? Of uh, criticisms, put it mm. on the group, so that was lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking quite small here at the moment because uh, this is a, a general release, this isn't a natter, is oh. it? This is a uh, this is going wider. Oh, is, so, it, what, is uh, it a big A cast one? Is this, this of course it is, of course it is. We don't do top fives, we, we do natters, and the top five, especially when they're this good. Uh, they're going out to everyone. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that, Ben. You might be getting wider, wider fame today. Yes. Yeah. We can make you a star. You, mm. uh, you pop your top off, and you do what we say. Mm-hmm. We we'll put your name up in lights. You put. We'll put your name up in lights once we've put our willies up your bum. Thanks for joining us today. Um, today, um, today, top five, same time. Uh, top five duos. And that won't just be me and Chris going up his whoopsie. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking about other duos. Um, Think of all these duos up your bum. It's been ages since me and you done a, a top five on our own. Yeah, I know. It's nice, isn't it? It's all right. You all set and ready? I'm all ready as a teddy, Look mate. Look at you with your fucking, fucking tattoos out on your chest and... Look at you, is that, you had a big business meeting a little while ago. Did you have to get semi-naked for that as well? Or is, that, is this for my benefit? Just the bottom half. <laughs> Come on, you start. What you got? I'm, I'm warming up with a, 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 two people who were on a TV show that I thought had wonderful chemistry. Um, and they were comedians known for separate things. But I think when they came together, I thought they were really good. And that is, never mind the Budscocks. Pardon? Simon, never mind the Budscocks. Sorry, just say it. It'd be really horrible today. I've got a stutter. Oh, no, that's the other one. Um, Simon Anstall and Noel Fielding, I thought was a one. Am- Amstall. Amstall. What do you think I said? Anstall. No, I've even written Amstall on my notes. Simon Amstall and who? Noel Fielding. Right. Do you know who Noel Fielding is? I do. Yeah. You, you're obviously not impressed by this comedy duo. You're just like, what? There's about a trillion other comedy duos. This is not a duo. It's a duo in my head, mate. They weren't team captains. There's one another was the duo host. for you. One was, one, one was the host and one was a team captain. I thought they made a great comedy duo. They weren't a duo, Chris. Well, in my They weren't Malcolm brain, and Wise. They weren't Little and Large. In my little brain... You've just put two me. people you like together. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Ben, if you're if you're upset about this criticism, 
Here's a little joke. Go for it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourself, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, do, do you know what? The reason why this comes to mind, and yes, obviously I've got other comedi- comedian duos that I can pick from on here, and uh, one of them's going to... One of them's definitely going to get uh, brought into it later. It's probably potentially someone that you've uh, got, people you've got. Anyway, but I was uh, I was uh, prowling YouTube the other day, and it was like best uh, best like banter between Noel Fielding and Simon Amstel, and it was just joyous to watch because they've got such like often with with duos they've got similar comedic styles, both Vic and Bob. Quick, they're not a duo. Should have said that word there. Um, <laughs> they, they've got like sometimes they have got similar styles, whereas these guys, Simon Anstel's just very cutting. <laughs> I said Amstel. <laughs> it just must trying, be coming. It must be coming you're across. You're trying different. to break me today. What, I can't what, handle it. What are you hearing, Anstel? Yeah. No, I'm saying Amstel. All right. It does sound exactly the same yeah. though. Uh, it doesn't matter anyway because they're not a duo. Right. And then you've got lovely Noel, who's also very witty and sharp, but he's more abstract. Has he done anything funny since Mighty Boosh? He did luxury comedy. And I think the problem with this is that... How was the second when, series of that? Well, exactly. The problem with... I think the problem with Noel is I think he needs a grounding element. I think he needs a Julian Barrett or a, like a Simon Ansel to work with to keep him... It doesn't work with Simon Amstel. They're not a duo. They've done some great duo stuff on uh, Nevermind the Buzzcast. I'm sure Phil Jubert would have something to say about this. I like Phil. He's a Baslin boy, isn't he, Phil? He's definitely from Essex. Stanford Leo, yeah. Is he? Stanford yeah. lad. He, used to be, he was a resident at the Toothbrush performing under the oh, name... Oh, shut up with you Porky and the Toothbrush. Porky the Poet was how I'm he started off. But... As, as a poet. As a poet? Called Porky the Poet, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, like, but no, I just like to see their back and forth because it's so different and yet it really works. And what I really like about it is how the, how much they enjoy each other's humour when they're doing it. Mm. it. Even though they're sometimes ripping into each other, it's not done in a, they're not, there's no malice there. It's just an enjoyment of their different comedic styles. And that's what makes them just one of the best duos that's ever lived. Right. I love Simon Amstel. Uh, he's Don't sound like it. Sound like you're being up. a massive homophobe, to be honest with oh, you. Simon, I, I if went you're to see him. I, I went to see him yeah. um, uh, in Southend, and he was mm. a fucking oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that really, like a couple of years back? Because he did Margate, I think, at the same time. No, this was, I reckon it's maybe five years ago. Yeah. Oh. Um, and he done a TV show called Grandma's House, which <laughs> I thought was fucking excellent, playing himself... Uh, uh, as as a kind of washed up presenter post Buzzcocks, it was fucking great, and he made a very very good uh, film about veganism. Yeah, carnage. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I just think he's an he, he's an absolute dude, and he was, you know, a, a a very funny presenter of Buzzcocks, cutting at times. I'm sure our friend Preston's probably not got the most yes. kindest things to say about yeah, him yeah, or yeah, Huey. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, true, but. Um, but yeah, but we've filled in. I I I like him. Like mm. I don't watch the cooking thing. Like mm. and mm. and obviously, he's really good on that. He's really really good. He does bring a great dynamic to it. I think. Um, but 
I just don't think he's very funny. Like I, I love Mike, because... I love Mighty Boosh, and, yeah, and yeah. I and I love how fucking weird it is, and how funny it is. But anything I've seen him on since, mm. I don't know. I just just don't really. He seen it always comes across nice, but there's loads of nice presenters. Mm. But yeah, Philip I don't think Schofield, he's like you know, not yeah, so nice like... anymore. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I just whenever I sort of see him on things now, I just think, oh yeah, he used to be well funny. I think right. he's got some other more funny shit coming. I think I he's so. always good in the big quiz of the year, big fat quiz of the year. See, he actually I think teams up with I'm, another I'm duo, uh, Russell Brand. I think he teams right. up with him really well in that. That's a great duo as well. I nearly picked those two. When did you last watch that? Because for I, the last three years, it ain't been that good. I mean, mate, Russell Brand ain't been on it for, for a long time. I watched it for like probably five, five or six now, probably. Yeah. And I used to, used to be the highlight of my Christmas TV there. Yeah. And because uh, I love Jimmy Carr, I think he's fucking mm. hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I just uh, you don't really see Fielding on it that often. And if you do now, he's normally with Richard Iodi, who's way funnier than Noel Fielding. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. I just uh, don't know. I, ju- right, I just well, I, 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 no because I, I've got one. No, 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 thanks. There's my chips, and you've just pissed all over them. Yeah, well, that's what right. happens when you choose someone for top five duos that well, isn't a duo. I wonder if I've got any more like that. And maybe I do, oh, maybe I don't. Fucking hell. Right. Come on, then, what have you got? Uh, right, I'm going to start with... Uh, I'm not going to start with them. If you're going to do music... No, Make I've sure got a couple of music ones, and you will know them all. Um, well, look, you start with comedians, so I'll start with comedians. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Vic and Bob. Yeah, that was going to be my number one, but thanks for fucking doing the <laughs> gift to me. <laughs> I had a backup one just in case you did this. Ah, oh, wicked. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think Bob Mortimer's the funniest man on the planet. Like, no one is funnier than Bob Mortimer. Like mm-hmm. who's who's got a face that you can look at and just crack up? I mean, apart of Vic, is ridiculous. I I, I uh, saw a thing that he put on his socials the other day, and he had a ridiculous wig on and a pair of like on a football shirt and these old school seventies football shorts pulled right up, and he just come on and just went football united and then just started <laughs> doing this really really shit kick of a ball, <laughs> and you just think. If Gervais done that, or if Coogan done that, or all of my heroes, these these people I'm talking mm. about here, yeah. it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but when Vic does it, or Bob does stuff like that, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, because, and, and also, going back to Fielding and Boosh, you wouldn't have had Boosh without Big Night Out and yeah. all that kind of surreal mm. comedy, yeah. you know, that... Uh, that Vic and Bob were doing in the early 90s. And there was a documentary made about Vic and Bob that was on about 10 years ago, and Fielding was on there just basically saying... Don't, like, tell, me, don't tell me you didn't like his interview. Like, No, I loved his interview. I like yeah, Noel Fielding. Mm, don't say, I, it really sounds like you got it in for him. No, I, I, I really like him, and he always seems really nice, but I don't think he's very funny anymore. That's what I was mm. going to say. Mm. And mm. I think people want him to be funny. So when you mm. see him on um, the cake thing, you do go, oh, yeah... But you just what think, do you oh, want yeah. from him on a cake show? 
I don't. Well, don't get him on there. Don't get Matt Lucas on there because they're not doing comedy. No, listen, listen. They're just being safe. I don't find Matt Lucas that funny. To be like, fair, I think he peaked with George Dawes. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah, which I'm, is I'm, pretty I'm not... offensive. And I'm sorry, Matt. It's just not my cup of tea. Hmm. Yeah, rock rock profiles was very very funny. Um. Yeah, but I, I, uh, I mean, we're talking George Dawes, Vic and Bob, yeah, like, shooting you know, stars, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have gone for other duos like um, Bob and Ulrika Johnson. I was mm-hmm. going to go with Vic and Mark Lamar. Um, See, that would have been a good one. Yeah, or I could, I was I going to go with Bob and uh, Jack D. Their 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 duo, uh, really Bob good on that duo, show was brilliant. Yeah, really, it good doesn't duo. work, does it, Chris? Listen, it doesn't. But it's just, it's just, it's just tough shit because it was on my mind and I wanted to talk about it. So I got out my fucking top five crowbar and I fucking jammed it in there. I thumbed it in there. I fucking thumbed uh, it in there, son. It's, I mean, uh, Justin sent me uh, a, a clip over last night of Vic and Bob. Uh, have you ever seen Tiny Eyes? Oh, it's just brilliant. Like... Tiny Eyes, it's just Vic and Bob. It was a segment from one of their little cutaways on Shooting Stars. And it's called, and they've both somehow got these lenses in that give them <laughs> tiny eyes. And as Vic's singing Tiny Eyes, he's dribbling all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and he sings it quite highly. Oh. And, and what he sings is Tiny Eyes, like two little butter beans. <laughs> whilst it. dribbling everywhere, it's fucking... So mental, but brilliant. And uh, uh, yeah, but Matt uh, Lucas on that show, when he comes out in that absolutely skin tight <laughs> 70s tracksuit and just sings a song and just says the words peanuts and can't handle it and just keeps laughing. <laughs> uh, and there's an outtake of Shooting Stars where uh, Bob is a second hand car- caravan salesman uh, and Matt Lucas walks up to him. Uh, and in between sort of sentences, Matt Lucas has got a, a sort of some kind of tick where he just goes <laughs> and like yeah. wobbles his jowls and uh, and wabs it. And, and the outtakes of that because Bob can't deal with it. He just keeps cracking up every time <laughs> he does it. And even like, you know, Bob and Paul Whitehouse, you know, they're, they're mm. you know, they're what they do. Um, it's a much softer show, but mm. it's, again, you just can't help but fucking love how brilliant Bob Mortmer is like yeah fucking great absolutely great and uh he's he's Atletico Mints podcast there's some absolute fucking gold on there Uh do you remember what it's like being in your 20s I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe if you do the same then you've got to watch Queenie the new original series on Hulu who is Queenie Queenie is a 20-something-year-old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. 
How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Uh, he just, he, he does this thing on there. He used to, I don't know if he does it anymore, where he pretends to be Peter Beardsley and he just goes, he just mm. does this little, like, uh, Northern voice. He said he went into to Dixon's and he said, uh, can someone help me please <laughs> uh, buy a stereo? He said the bloke said Kenwood. He was, can, can you go and get him then please? That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah. And he also went into Blockbuster and said, can he rent Batman forever? <laughs> no, you can't bring it back tomorrow. <laughs> but he just says it in this drab fucking Newcastle accent. It's fucking brilliant. It's so good. Uh, yeah, Vic and Bob, number five. Number four, you know the score. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Batman and Robin. Okay. But I'm I'm going with a very specific Batman Robin because I do find Batman and Robin generally quite boring. Adam West, Burt Ward. Yeah, exactly. It has to be. Mm. Like that is a whole, that's a whole different level of comedy and just mm. in total enjoyment and camp silliness and what was very much like what the comic book was a bit to an extent. Uh, when in its in its day, when was that shot? Was that the seventies? Batman Robin. Well, I 60s. think it might even have been earlier than that. Wow. And uh, it's just yeah, fucking I think hysterical. it was late 60s, I'm sure. I was born in 73 and it was looked old when I was a kid. Right, wow. Really? I'll have a look while you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just good fun. And... Uh, yeah, like, I, I just think everyone always ca- captions our Batman and Robin as a duo, but... How many people actually read the comics? None. I mean, I think Batman and Robin got famous because of that TV show. Otherwise, it just wouldn't be half as good. And when they did, like, in the mid-90s, they had Robin come on with Chris O'Dowell or O'Donnell or something like that. Just It was just like, just didn't work. Didn't work in the same way. Yeah. I ain't got a lot more to say about it other than, yeah, I, I, I would gladly uh, watch watch reruns of Batman uh, uh Batman. Absolutely, because of that uh, that pair. I think it was... Uh, 1966. Was it? Wow. But was Burt Ward, or was it Adam West, who was quite... They got about a bit. They were quite naughty boys. Oh, I mean, it was Batman and Robin. They, they probably fucking probably stuck it in all sorts of people. <laughs> but I, as a kid, like, Robin, I just thought, was the coolest really? ever. Yeah, Batman, Robin? not... I went into Batman... Like, I just thought Robin looks so cool. Are you kidding me? Nah. Robin nah. looks stupid. He's always looked stupid. Batman looks stupid. No, he don't. He does. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, he does. 
No, Batman looks well cool. Yeah, Robin looks cooler. I just think he looks stupid. Little gold cape with his little green shoes. Like you look be... stupid. <laughs> Good point, well made. Coming from fucking Miami Vice <laughs> today. What do you think Robin could do? What was his skill set? Did you was you was you did you play Miami Vice? Was you like on a speedboat that just went out of sea and then ran out of petrol? Yeah, you know, just you just got burnt to death out there, isn't it? Yeah, I've I've literally been uh, surviving uh, eating <laughs> fish cocaine. guts on my own piss for the <laughs> and cocaine for the last three weeks, so I look like this. Uh, funnily enough, uh, George just walked past the window in this office uh, about an hour ago, and I was doing some uh, design stuff on on my little laptop, and he took a photo of my face. I've never seen my concentration face before. Uh-huh. Ladies, I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> It's that's what they weird. have on top of them, just like fucking while you're it's pounding. Horrible. horrible. Do, you, do you sort of like when you're in missionary, is your, is your face just buried in a p- pillow next to them? I have to, I, no, normally, normally it, it depends. Most most times, like it's more, yeah, I've got a balaclava on, so. Oh, yeah. sweet. Doesn't matter where your face is then. No, really. not at all, mate. Not at all. Right, Batman and Robin. Fair <laughs> that's play. That's that, mate. I've got nothing else to say. What's your number? Is it your number four? Right, I'm going to go for. Um, uh, the the first duo uh, I ever loved, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to go for Burn Early. Oh, that's cute. Uh, Brett, Brett would be happy with that choice. Yes, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, Sesame Street was the fucking greatest thing ever when you was a kid, as was the Muppet Show. Um, Saturday mornings watching Sesame Street, just fucking brilliant, and. As much as Mr. Snuffleupagus used to bore me, Big Bird was quite boring. Um, Oscar was quite cool. When it cut to Bert and Ernie, just fucking brilliant. Like, would you say that that Bert was like the straight man and Ernie was a bit more yeah. of a wild card? Yeah, I think so, because I was a bit more of a fan of Ernie. Yeah. Cheeber. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit more. I'm a bit of a. I'm a bit of a wild man myself, so I tend to, you know, I tend to get drawn towards. Are you the only to my Bert? I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think we'll have to leave the patrons to to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I think you probably are. I don't know, mate. Really. I'm like the brains of the outfit. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like a pillock that just kind of stumbles around, not knowing what you're fucking doing. Yeah. But quite likable. <sighs> Suck getting people's names wrongs <laughs> and not being able to say what is it, mispronouncing our sponsors' names and stuff. So yeah, yeah, and and thinking that uh, Amstel, S- Simon Amstel and fucking Noel Fielding are a comedy duo. You've got a million comedy duos, so many, and you just chose to make one up. Yeah, and then my next one was my number one, and you ruined it. Well, you should have just started with that. No, that's weirdly. We've been doing this for five years. You don't know how you know how the order goes, right? Burn right come on, what's, what's what, your, what, what, oh, well, right. I've just been. It, it's yours. Is it my it's number three bad. now? Yeah. An electronic act. I didn't know what ones to pick. I was confused between oh, two. You, you better not say Daft Punk. You better not say Daft Punk. <laughs> The no, electronic no. duos. No, 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 no. You no, can't no. say that. No, no. Uh, it's a it's a fl- oh, French electronic music that. duo uh, formed in 1993 in uh, Paris by Tom, <laughs> Tom and Guy, also known as Daft Punk. No, no, 
No, no, no, no, no. What's your problem with Daft Punk? Right, I, I ain't got a problem with Daft Punk, right? Well, it sounds but like electronic yeah. music duos, yeah. and you've gone with Daft Punk. Well, I've actually my fa- I couldn't decide between them and the other ones, but I was going to give them a quick shout out. My favourites are the next ones. I'm going to say. Right. Okay. Right. Because yeah, fair. I'll let you have that. Giving them a shout out, but my favourite uh, electronic duo. This will probably upset you, but it's uh, Chemical Brothers. Hang on. What have you just gone for? Chemical Brothers. I was giving Daft Punk a little shout out, but Chemical Brothers are my favourite electronic duo from the nineties. Tom and Ed. Why have you just put a decade on it? Why have you just put a decade on it? Because they're not a duo. What, the Chemical Bros? No, Craftwork. There's four of them. Oh, I don't give a shit about those guys. They're not my my era. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, look how upset you are. You are killing me today. Why are you so upset about that? Because you like electronic music more than me and you're dissing fucking Craftwork. Craftwork are like... Craft cheese slices to me. There's a lot better cheeses out there. Oh, I but don't Chemical know Brothers are a good cheddar. I don't know if I can carry on with this podcast. Name, <laughs> name one good craft work song. Um, well, let's go for the seminal hit, The Model. Shit. Next. Tour de France. Massive fucking bike race next. Autobahn. That's uh, all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's a 20-minute masterpiece. <laughs> You wouldn't have the Chemical Brothers if it weren't for Kraftwerk. Listen, I'm not denying that, but it's okay for you not to just like the like the originals, the pioneers. I love the Chemical okay. Brothers, no, but they're not I'm, the best electronic listen, duo ever. What I'm saying is, this isn't about you or whether or not you like Chemical Brothers and all the most bands that you should like and shouldn't like, and I should like Kraftwerk. I'm just saying, when I was younger, I wasn't exposed to Kraftwerk in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. They're not a duo. We're not even talking about that. I was joking about that. I don't give a shit about that. Like, I like I weren't exposed to them. So, like, you know, and and all the other areas that I I, I got into, so my drum and bass, house music, and all that, craft work just happened to not be on my in my cycle. So I I can't I can't can't lie. I can't just sit here and go, oh yeah, aren't craft? Oh, aren't they the best? There's many many genres and many many. uh, musicians that I, I got into a genre one way and then backpedaled and went, oh yeah, Eric B and Rakim, wicked hip-hop duo. Right, I can say that. I can say, really enjoyed their work. Short, limited, not lots of it, but really good. And Rakim is one of the best rappers in, in the world. But I can't say that. Not as good as I never, I, I never, I, not as good as Outcast. And there you, there you go. You've just done another one out of my fucking list. So well done. <laughs> So who's upsetting who more today? People, the guys who... This is why we shouldn't do top five to that guest. The the guys who revived Southern hip-hop and you wouldn't have all the stuff in the fucking 2010s onwards from the South without Outcast. Fucking Big Boy. I love Big Boy as a rapper. I think he's incredible. I'm throwing in... I'm doing... doing, This is my two and three now. All right. Yeah, I haven't even talked about Kraft, Chemical Brothers because you got so upset. I said I'm not like that familiar with Kraftwerk. No, and it's I know not that. Other, it's I know not there's that. other. I know there's other fucking hardcore listening listeners. We've got a load of music nerds, and I just refer you back to that joke that I said to start with to Ben. I don't. I don't care. Like I, you know, it's not. You know what? Shoot, I'm gonna. I've got some bits to do. I've got to drive back later. I'm gonna put some Kraftwerk on, and I, I, I'll let you know how Quite it all goes. Autobahn. 
put on autobahn. I'm, no, I'm not because it's me, it's driving music. It's about driving on the autobahn. No, I get. Yeah, I get that. Mate. You can have you, some fun, you, fun, fun on the autobahn. Yeah, you're not you're not unlocking anything amazing. Right, there. look, I, I wouldn't even put Kraftwerk. Why are we talking about them? They're not a duo. <laughs> but I've got this. Why better... did it take four of them to make that then? Uh, <laughs> They're, because they're they had to, they as, had to build, they had to build their own synthesizers. Your voice cracked then. You're going to cry. You're going to cry about it. <laughs> Not crying. Oh, fucking hell. Chemical just, Brothers. I've accidentally minute. done Eric B. Rakeem. I've accidentally, you've accidentally spoilt fucking out, Outcast for me. Chemical Brothers were basically them and Prodigy, which aren't a duo. I understand that. Mm. They, Chemical Brothers really were my door opening into mm. all dance music and I fucking loved them. And in the 90s, I think they dominated. I think they, Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, I think they're the shit. Daft Punk, actually, I like their first record, Homework. Mm, brilliant. Uh, I thought they did, the, the Tron Legacy soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but like some of their other records and their more, more, more recent stuff, I wasn't that a huge fan of. But they have mm. done some fucking incredible stuff. But mm. Chemical Brothers are the ones for me. And Fat Boy Slim, that was a good duo. Both Fat Boy and Slim were really good. Underworld were a good electronic duo then. Who's that? Was that Sister Blip? Was, was that uh, Sister... Oh, God, uh, seriously, dude. S- Underworld. Shush, no, no, that was Insomnia, wasn't it? Sister Bliss and uh, what's his Faithless. Brother? Yeah, Faithless, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Underworld, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com What were they? What were they? What were they who was that then? What was their names? Oh, it was three to start with, wasn't there? One was I don't one know. That's why I'm asking. Cole Hyde. Um, right. Who's the third guy? Well, the, the third guy that left was Darren Emerson, obviously. Oh, right. Uh, and the other guy's name is, oh, I can't remember. But obviously, as a duo, they had a hell of a lot of success. You can't all, remember. <laughs> Don't you know all, anything? All Bill. All Bill. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I like All Bill. electronic yeah, yeah, duo. Yeah. But these, these, you've skipped the 80s. The, 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 the creme. My favourite favorite isn't going to be in the 80s, is it? It's going to be in the 90s. The creme of electronic duos was, is, was in go the then, 80s. Yeah, then give us some others then. Are they on your list? Well, uh, honourable mention uh, to Erasure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they're Honourable mention uh, to uh, to Bronski beat. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, an honourable mention to Yazoo. Uh, but that's made up. That's a fucking milkshake. Right. How many? How many? Let me tell you how many. I bet you know. Definitely know two Yazoo songs. All right. How much you want to bet? <laughs> uh, right. The only way is up. Oh, I do know. Yeah, shit. No, that's that's yeah. yes, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, Yazoo. <laughs> um, uh, don't go. You must know that. Please don't go. No, don't Babe, stop. What do you know? I, I ain't ever going to so. let you go. Don't go. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Looking from one. a window above, it's like a story of love. Yeah, I know that, but... Only You, one of the most beautiful records ever oh, made. The Tim and, the Tim and Dawn su- song. The Tim and Dawn moment in the office. Fuck off with your superlatives. Right. One of the so best. anyway, it's not uh, even in your top hundred. Yazoo, Yazoo, Vince Clark of Erasure and mm. Alison Moyer. What a combo! Mm. Anyway, that's not the, the electronic combo that I'm going to go. With. I'm going to go with um, Chris Lowe and Neil Tennant. I'm going to say the Pet Shop Boys are one of the greatest electronic duos oh, ever. They're not. Who I, I think, if you was to speak to the likes of uh, Daft Punk, they would mm. reference the importance of those early Pet Shop Boys records. You reckon? Fucking West End girls, mate. Suburbia. Oh, that's fucking... good. And yeah, but most of their stuff, I think, shit. Mm, just because you don't really get it. Like... I don't get it. No, I, oh, I, I don't get it, mate. I don't get it. They've got... Right, you've just Come said in. something there that you don't believe. Right. I like I'm, West End. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you yeah. some more songs, right? And right, I know that right. you're going to like them. All right, yeah. it, It's a sin, right? Oh, Amazing. I like that one. Yeah, really yeah. like that one, yeah. yeah. Heart. How's that one go? Ow, 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 ow. Every time I see you, my heart starts missing a beat. Every time, bow, 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 bow. Oh, it's amazing. Mm, not sure Rent. on that one. Look at the, oh, Rent is a beautiful record. The one with fucking uh, Dusty Springfield. Since you went away, I've been hanging around. What have I done to deserve this? Amazing record. Left to my own devices, I probably would. Oh, the lyrics to that are fucking incredible. Definitely the 90s were better for electronic I've got bands, the brains, you've... you've got the looks, let's make lots of money. Opportunities, right, what good. a fucking tune. Oh, mm. there's so many mm. fucking great mm. Pet Shop Boys songs. Mm. What's we'll have to agree to disagree on that. Right. Okay. Right. What have you got anything left, or have I just done all yours? Well, my other backup com- comedy act was Rick Mao and fucking Aid Edmondson. To be fair, I'm, I'm going to see Aid Edmondson uh, in about a month's time. I didn't know this was a podcast all about what your fucking calendar looked like. <laughs> it looks like a picture of Aid Edmondson. He's doing a little tour. Oh, is he? Evening Sweet. with yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did a that- podcast with his daughter. We did. BE. Lovely BE. Mm. Um, yeah, that was I mean, a great live show, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, that really we was, we, wasn't it? We held our own there, didn't we? We did really well there. With four stand-ups. Mm. Uh, did birthday right, Girls House we, eh? Party. Yeah, um, they were good. Those four stand-ups, they were a good duo. <laughs> they were a great duo. They were great. Have we ever had a duo on the podcast? Uh, we are scientists. Good shout. Well remembered. Is that it? 
Uh, we yeah. must have had more. We must have had more. No, nah, not really. We had the Dirty Sanchez boys, but that's two out of three of them, wasn't it? it was all, no, two it was four of, of them. Two out of four, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've done, I've done so well with duos today. Ben, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Right, what have I got left? I've given you. I have given Ben like a whole like A4 folders worth of dumb shit to put on t-shirts today. I this is why we need to guess because I don't even know how many I've got left. What have I done? Pet Shop Boys, Vic and Bob, boring. Burn Ernie. All right, boring. Right, okay. I've got two left. No, I think you did. Burton Ernie wasn't your first ones, was it? No, I started with. Who did I start with? You know, you started with uh, comedy, and then I went Vic and Bob. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then I've got Bernie and Petra. So yeah, I, my, my, my number, my number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't speak about Rick Mal and Ed Edmondson. You just told us that you go to go see Ed Edmondson. Is that your number good. one, or is that, that was your my number, number two? one? Yeah, it's because I've had to burn two really quickly because I had outcast, <laughs> didn't I? Well, right, let's, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about what a clusterfuck. Um, no, I'm going to jump in with one, and then we'll talk about. Uh, Aiden Vic to break it up a little bit we'll wrap it up then yeah Uh, I am going to throw in I'm going to go cheese and crackers no 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 because (laughs) this was duos not thing duos it was all All people so you've ruined it that's as bad as fucking Simon Amstel and bloody whoever else I was talking about Noel Fielding who you hate if I said to anyone Noel Fielding and what do you think they'd say yeah Julian but right okay if I said to anyone cheese and wine you cunt <laughs> oh, I've really enjoyed this podcast. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, all right, then I'll uh, I'll go with um, oh, shout out Chuckle Brothers. Um, but, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh, do you know what? Uh, let's put it all. You can oh, do it, mate. I've just got musicians now. Go on uh, then. Okay. Well, um, I, I I think as songwriting partnerships go. Here we go. Strap in. Snorfest. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go Morrissey and Marr, right? Because it's too obvious. Okay. Everyone knows that's my favourite, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's um, let's start with... Um, I'm going to go Benny and Bjorn of ABBA, the songwriters. Okay. All right. Fair, uh, fair as, as a songwriting partnership, uh, for those that uh, have missed our Patreon episode, recently uh, went to the ABBA Voyage um, concert in London, which I cannot recommend enough. You get to go and watch... ABBA in their prime and when you've seen them little like hologram things from like when they've done a two-pack one that looks a bit all right if you didn't know they were holograms I think a lot of people go to that show and think oh my god that's fucking like they've revived them it's amazing it's absolutely amazing um and I just think through trying to write songs for years and never really fucking managing to write anything of any Greatness. I bet you wrote some nice uh, songs. So I wrote a couple of nice songs, but nothing that was ever going to be like great. And I think to be able to write Waterloo and then to be able to write Mamma Mia, Voulez-vous, Lay Your Love on Me, SOS, Dancing Queen, 
and like to just rap money, 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 super trooper, just fucking hit after hit yeah. after yeah. hit. Yeah. Like, how fucking difficult is that? And like, not only you know to embrace like the likes of sort of disco and stuff like that with you know Dancing Queen and that, um, and then to be able to just like write ballads like fucking. Uh, thank you for the music. Uh, the winner, the winner takes it all. Like to be able to fucking write something so heartfelt about the breakup of you with one of the members of the band you're in is fucking crazy. Um, and it to be so poignant and so kind. I just think I, I just don't know how they done it to be so prolific for so long and to have periods in the sort of eighties where they were just sort of seen as a bit of a joke, Abba. And mm. I think then as time's gone on, people are like, oh, no, they're, they're quite clearly, you know, one of the greatest bands yeah. ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever. And as songwriters, apart from maybe my number one, how many other songwriters have had that level of huge hits? Like, yeah. you know, may, maybe some of the song, songwriting partnerships that don't perform as, 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 as a band or, you know, but write songs for others. But uh, yeah, just fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, I'm going to go Benny and Bjorn uh, of ABBA for my number two. So, but there was four in ABBA, wasn't there? Yes, but I'm talking about a songwriting duo. Yeah, but what, so that was only Benny and Bjorn. Yeah, the girls didn't so, have nothing to do with... Oh, uh, so you've picked a sexist duo, eh? Yeah, picked a couple okay. of middle-aged oh. white blokes with beards. Sure, okay. Fucking hate those guys. <laughs> we we really look sorry, all right guys, in an ABBA tribute uh, band. The hay fever's really hit me today, so I'm sorry if I'm sniffing. I'm trying try not to, but it's a bit annoying. I appreciate. Um, we yeah, we could probably do that, mate. Yeah, mm. I think need so. A, I look a little bit Norwegian, don't I? Wherever need a from. couple of bits of tasty crumpet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Sweden, around Sweden, Chris. Pull pull their uh, skirts off and that. No, that's Bucks Fees, mate. Or that's just a couple of sexual deviants. I don't know what one you was, <laughs> what, sorry, what you was, was drawing just, that from there, mate. I was just thinking about <laughs> giving them a good scene to... No, obviously, it's uh, confusing Abba with Bucks Fees. <laughs> oh, so they never did that. I did hear this interesting bit of trivia. The reason why Abba wore such wild uh, clothes uh, and, and costumes is it was tax deductible. Oh, Okay. So they could actually, they could actually, say, you know, save a bit of money by actually designing their costumes and having them quite wild and thingy, because they could get, uh, they could, they didn't get taxed on it. So yeah, that's fucking brilliant. So what's um, your number one then? What's your number one? We're going to talk uh, about well, uh, Rick well, and Aid now. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Rick and Aid are good, aren't they? I mean, yeah. can you remember back? As, probably not, but do you remember the Dangerous Brothers? No. What so are they from? That was from like sort of Saturday oh, Night Live right, and, yeah. and like some of them early kind of sort of comedy shows that mm. they're, they're, they're doing like live. And it was Rick and Aid. Uh, you could tell it was the writing on the wall for bottom because they just mm. literally just do mad shit, hit each other with stuff and it just being fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and then obviously, again, I'm sure you, you got it when you, you got to a certain age but obviously being so much younger than me, I reckon I was, when did the young ones come out? 83, maybe 84. And I would have been 10 and like, and you know, 10 and 11, I think I just started senior school and the young ones happened. And like, you know, I was allowed to stay up and watch it. Didn't yeah. really get a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. But 
the fact that Aid was just like blowing shit up and just fucking smashing through walls yeah. uh, and just punching Rick and like yeah. and Rick in yellow dungarees just being an absolute fucking idiot. Disgusting pervert. Yeah. It was just f- the best thing yeah. ever and like nothing I'd ever seen before yeah. and I knew it was naughty. I knew it was yeah. rude. Yeah. yeah. And like, and then I know that like, Bottom was more your era, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, but I mean, like, I, I remember um, it was end of junior school, start of senior school. And like, you know, but I don't know, for a, for a nine to 13 year old boy, that's that comedy. And it obviously worked for if you were older. Hmm. Um, but I mean, f- for that era, like, I, I would be literally stopping myself from urinating in my room because I'd be laughing so hard. Hmm. Uh, you know, whatever they were getting up to, just how pathetic both Richie and Eddie were. It was great. It was like that. That and Vic and Bob. They did form my like. They were that and those. Those Vic Bob and Red, Red Dwarf. That's where I found my sense of humour. And mm. all of them were just absolutely just wonderful in their own rights. <clears throat> but Rick Mao is just such a force of nature. It's just such a loss that he's not here. Oh, it really, isn't it? It really like, is. Yeah. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Celebrity deaths and like ones that you just think, oh, yeah, I don't, absolutely. Like, M- M- MCA really when he died I was like oh yeah that's so sad well I think Rick Mayer Beastie was Boys like, were a great duo they were yeah um, but yeah when like Rick died and then there was just that picture of like uh, from they must have been from a scene of, of bottom or they'd airbrush Rick out and it's just a just like sitting on that bench on his own yeah. just like Fucking hell. And you watch that uh, speech that... Have you seen that speech that Rick gives in Cambridge to the students? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. (sighs) Let me see if I can read some of it. It'll probably make me a little bit emotional because there was a documentary about the young ones that was on Sky... No, it might have been on UK Gold. You can probably go and watch it. One of them like comedy channels on on, on, on TV. And they got all the originals back together, like Nigel Planner and uh, and and Ben Elton, Liza Mayer, like all, and and talked about the impact of the young ones, Alexis Sale, uh, and then afterwards they sort of talk about obviously Rick no longer being there, um, Rick Mayo's speech transcript. Rick Mayo's five mantras to live by. Oh, I like this. Is this what Jordan Peterson ripped off? Uh, he just added seven more. Oh, fucking hell. All men are equal, therefore no one can ever be your genuine superior. Yeah, good. It is your future, yours to create. Your future is as bright as you make it. Yeah. So the first one's equality. The second one's opportunity. The third one's wisdom. Change is a constant of life, so you must never, ever lose your wisdom, your wisdom that you nurtured and enriched. Wow. Number two is freedom. If you want to lead a full and complete life, you have to be free. Freedom is paramount. And then at number one, he just literally signed off by saying love is the answer. Oh. Uh, 
fucking incredible. Yeah. What a fucking human being Rick Mail was. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then sped bottom cellar taping burglars to the ceiling after feeding them rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Oh, fucking brilliant. Shout Kevin Turvey as well. Oh, fucking hell. Bat, like, comic strip. The stuff that he done, just so fucking funny. Right. So uh, we've done, like, about... Uh, you, you. It was probably, like, about a thousand people just got a shout out. Well, I've only done four. Oh, we've got one more singer-songwriter duo, have we? Hmm. Which is impossible. You cannot not say Lennon McCartney, right? Who are they? They're the sort of band that Wings could have been. Like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're like, fucking hell. Like, if you want to talk about... Can you imagine what it must have been like? Like, if you, you know, you, you, you just sort of sit at a piano and you just write yesterday... And then you just think, oh, blimey, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, just, I, I can't understand, like, because I was talking to Cunt about this a little while ago, and he was saying, how many good songs has Paul McCartney done after the Beatles? Mm. And yes, he done Live and Let Die mm. and mm-hmm. Band on the Run, which are all, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's not a yesterday, they're, is they're, it? They're and not. It's... They're not the same level. No, I mean, like, there's there's so many amazing Beatles songs. Uh, it's it's such a it's a really worthy number one, mate. Um, uh, when I went to Cirque du Soleil in Vegas, like, obviously the performers there were really good, but actually it was just listening to probably like, like probably thirty Beatles hits. Oh, did you go like, to Love? Yeah. All oh, right. And oh, I cried wicked. in it. It was that good, and it wasn't because of the performers. Like the, yeah. you had all these people doing all this mad, mad shit, and I was crying because of how incredible uh, the music was, and just I just I just sometimes forget because Beatles get spoken about so highly, and I came to them later in life. Really, um, mm. yeah, I just sometimes disregard them mm. because so many people like them, but they they just they're just their capacity to write incredible, incredible songs. Yeah, you know it, what, really, like, it really is. I, I, if ever I need inspiration, mm. I listen to the Beatles. And I'll show you something. That sits opposite me every day in my office. Like, was that young ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a picture of Simon Amstel and uh, <laughs> Noel Fielding. I just, <laughs> I just AI'd them into the Beatles. Uh, yeah, I mean. I just, I, I can't understand, like, all bands have that period of, of time. Some of it's shorter. You look at Noel Gallagher, first Oasis record, second Oasis record, he just, he could yeah, do no was, wrong. It was fire. Yeah. And then it just petered out. Yeah. And Morrissey and Mark for, you know, four records in, a, in maybe a period of like six, seven years were just prolific. Yeah. And, and you look at the, with the Beatles, I think it's also what they done in regards to evolution of music as well. How they yeah. just, you know, embraced, you know, the psychedelic, the psychedelic yeah. scene and what was happening, and going from just straight up like rock and roll and just, just evolving and and changing the whole. Like you listen to records like Tomorrow Never Knows and the production and that, and you just, just, yeah, just what he was doing, what they were doing together, writing songs was just fucking ridiculous, yeah. and uh, and yeah, I just. I don't really, 
you know, whether you're a fan of the Stones or or whatever, I just don't think they've got that level of growth. Of growth. No. Um and, and the they've got amazing hit records, the Stones. Absolutely. But for me, I just don't think, you know, if you want artists that evolve, you know, shout out Bowie, it's not a duo, obviously. But but yeah, shout out Jagger Richards as a, as a songwriting duo as well because fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah. I just, Simon and Garfunkel, the Carpenters, there's there's mm. a lot of fucking incredible mm. songwriting duos mm. and I've probably missed bucket loads. But yeah, you can't, for me, I think you've just got to go, well, fucking hell, Lennon McCartney. It's ridiculous. But I don't think Mac has wrote any good ones since. Lennon did. Lennon wrote Mother, Imagine, Jealous mm-hmm. Guy, fucking... Oh, where was he, he write? Maybe he was the uh, the secret source. I don't know, because, like, I think Macca wrote Yesterday on his own. Like, but, yeah, and it's weird. When you watch that... Have you watched any of that Beatles doc on... Uh, no, on but only bits of it. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. It's weird. I know you can see it's the tail end of the Beatles, obviously. Yeah. But, but you can see that Macca's driving everything. Really? Like... Yeah, John's just a bit yokoed up, I think, and and I mean, obviously George was a, a writer as well, but the level that them two had, you know, what what it must have been like to be able to sit and watch them two sit opposite each other and write a song. Fuck it now. It's not that difficult. It's not that oh, difficult right. to imagine it because people witness it with me and you every fucking week, mate. Just just magic. Is that your number one? Light, glass and whiffing. L- lightning in a bottle. Glass and whitney. With whitney. Yeah. Gee, you can't even say my name. Fuck's sake. What a share of shit. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. 